Welcome to Glide Chat, where we give you the rundown of all things ServiceNow. Let's talk about the now, right now. Hey everyone, my name is Michael Lombardo, the CEO of GlideFast Consulting, and today we are kicking off episode one of Glide Chat. And today we're going to be talking about a new feature in the Quebec release called Universal Request. Today I have some ServiceNow experts with me, Ashley Snyder and Josh Brostoff. I'm going to have them introduce themselves and we're going to kick off this Glide Chat. I'm Ashley Snyder. I'm a senior technical consultant with GlideFast Consulting. Um, been with GlideFast for over a year now and really enjoying all the great things I get to do in the platform for our customers. Awesome. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everyone. My name is Josh Brostoff. I'm a service delivery director here at GlideFast. I've been working on the ServiceNow platform for a little over six years and worked for several ServiceNow customers. Um, before moving over to GlideFast a little over three years ago. So looking forward to you know talking about some of the new features in Quebec today. Awesome. So I guess just to kick us off, and really, I, I first heard about Universal Request actually from Ashley's blog, <laughs> AshleySN.com. I have to give a little shout out to AshleySN.com. It's, <laughs> it's uh, a lot of great information, ServiceNow information on, on that blog. But uh, it, I really got excited because there's been a couple of features that ServiceNow had that kind of tried to solve this similar use case. So I, I think let's start off by maybe, Ashley, if you could give us maybe your definition or explanation of what a universal request, this feature that ServiceNow came out with in the Quebec release actually is. And then maybe we could talk a little bit about the problem that it's solving and then uh, the, the, the features or the, the solutions that ServiceNow had previously uh, to, to this universal request? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I came across universal requests. Um, I was just kind of poking around in the release notes and I saw it and it looked pretty interesting. So I kind of started going down the wormhole of what it was. Um, and as I looked into it, you know, what ServiceNow has tried to do, which you know, we've implemented different solutions that we'll discuss, um, you know, throughout the years, is give the customer kind of you know, one kind of you know number to follow within their notifications, mobile or service portal that, you know, doesn't show them all the background processes and stuff that needs to happen in order to fulfill, you know, whatever their their request or their record number may be. So they just have to know that one record number. Um, and ServiceNow has implemented universal requests to kind of make that more streamlined to the end user to not show them all that background stuff. Yeah. And, and I think that's great because, I mean, I'm sure that's something that all of us have experienced, whether, you know, we've been in a workshop or, or just working with a customer is, I think people just get, you know, confused, right? They have a requested item or they have an incident number. Um, they have all these different numbers and all these different types. And I think it's just confusing for the end customer to understand, look, all, all I want to do is come, I want to submit my request and then I want one number to track it. But, you know, if you have all these different things each time they come to this service portal, I think it can lead to a lot of confusion um, from the end user. So I think having this one central place for everything that shows them one record type is, is really a game changer um, for the future of, of customer service. I totally agree with you guys, right? Workflows are getting more complex, right? As, as more customers are rolling in more processes into service now, they're getting more complex, right? In, in, 
and I think you guys both touched upon it, customers don't care how we get things done, right? In IT or in HR, they just want their, their problem solved or their new equipment or their HR issue resolved, right? They don't care what we call it, an incident request, you know, everything you just said, Josh. So, so that being said, you know, let's talk a little bit about new call and interactions because these are two products uh, or, or tables on ServiceNow that, you know, kind of address this issue a little bit. So I don't know, Ashley, if you want to take a stab at, at maybe interactions, uh, and then maybe Josh, you can do a uh, new call and then I'll, I'll kind of maybe give my opinion on the two. Yeah. So, you know, I know interactions were released. I believe they were released, you know, in conjunction with the workspace in London. And, you know, what they're meant for is if a customer, you know, contacts you somehow or I'll say an end user as well, you know, via the web, the portal, a call, email, they get in contact with you somehow. Um, as an agent, but you don't really know what the nature of their contact is yet. You don't know if it's an incident or request or another record type, but you need to start logging their details and their information right away and get that into the system. So once you figure out what they need, then you can convert an interaction to like a request or an incident, but that's really where the interaction stops. The customer then gets the, you know, they get the incident number or the request number that they need to, to track. And those records may have different records on them. You might need to put in a request for an incident. So now they have two different numbers and that interaction number is long gone. They don't carry that with them. So that's yep. kind of what I'll say about interaction. And, and what do you think a drawback is of interaction other than I know like you lose a number and there are, there could be other records that come, you know, out of that conversation or that, in, that interaction with the customer. But just if you were to give maybe one drawback or, you know, maybe a, another issue that, that needs to be solved with interactions that, you know, because sometimes solutions cause other issues too, right? like yeah. other problems that, that we didn't anticipate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I would say to me, like me, cause I've been on the service task and I've been a desktop support yeah. person. It just seems like an extra step. Honestly, yeah. it seems yeah. like something else I have to do. Yes. Yep. I agree. And I feel the similar about new call. Uh, so Josh, why don't you maybe explain what the new call table record? Yeah. Is. So new call before interaction, new call was kind of ServiceNow's previous version of being able to take in the inquiry from the customer. And it quite literally in, in the most classical form was when a customer would call in and a, you know someone at the service desk would pick up the phone, they would record on um, the call, you know, what happened, this customer, you know, their their computer is broken or whatever it may be. And then what the agent would need to do after they've documented that is they would move it into the appropriate record type. So they would document it as an incident or a request, and it would carry all of that relevant information over from the new call record into the target record, right? But, um, you know, this was really more so on the, you know, before London, like Ashley was saying, how ServiceNow treated that, and then they kind of moved into the, um, into the interaction module, which really replaced new call. Um, so interactions really had a lot of new features that, you know, new call did not necessarily have. Um, so it was really thought of as the, the previous version before that. Great explanations on both, I think. And for me, I'm a little passionate about, you know, in my development days are a little before uh, interactions. And 
but I've interacted with the new call table a few times and I had a lot of issues with it because everything you just said, Ashley, it, it being new call was also an extra step in the process mm-hmm. to me, you know, whereas I'd rather just be on the incident form, gather all my information and I'd rather almost close that incident and open a request or have them open a request if, if need be, or, you know, handle it that way rather than, you know, having this other table, because this is a, don't forget, we have to implement this, right? This is another application in service. Now we have to, we have to configure and build for these, these cu- customers to use, right? These service now organiz- these organizations to you. So, you know, some people wanted notifications to go out on new call and we're like, ah, it's not really what it's meant for. Right. Or they wanted more automation. They wanted more. Uh, okay. How can I search for incidents and requests and changes and all this stuff? And we're like, it's not what it's, it's just meant to be a staging table until. So it caused a lot of confusion, I think for customers. I, I think we all understood what the intention was of it. It was it was intended to be like a staging table, which is why I think, especially with you know a major difference that I just heard from both of you is new call numbers don't necessarily get burned, right? So those records stay there. There is a new call number, and then interactions after you create that incident, that interactions burned, right? It, it's it ceases to exist. It ceases to exist, right? Yeah. So so now I think that's a good backdrop of to where we were before ServiceNow came out with this new feature for universal requests. And I do love the name. I have to, I do like the name. I'm not going to say I love the name. I like the name. And um, so I don't know, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, uh, Ashley, like I said, I read your blog. I got a little bit to play around with it. I don't know if maybe we could pull it up and kind of show what it is and Let's see if we can maybe highlight some pros and some con. Let's highlight the features of it. And then let's see if we can um, identify some pros and maybe some cons of this as well. Because this, you know, this is not an, uh, I don't think there's a silver bullet (laughs) that'll solve this problem of making sure we're getting everything in the right table and we're also not confusing the customer. But this seems like it may be the closest we've been to solving that problem. Right. And I definitely agree with you, Mike, in in terms of getting closer to it, because I think, you know, with the previous solutions that we've had, there's always been this concept of dividing it out into multiple records. Right. But trying to centralize this all in one place, I think, is really getting us closer towards a more scalable solution and a better customer experience and not only a better customer experience, but I think also for the people working on this as well. Right. If you are a fulfiller, you know, you don't have to go and work you know, four different kinds of record types. You just, it's, I think it's also a better fulfiller experience as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and pull it up in just a second. One thing I did want to bring up too, and we can kind of discuss that, you know, with interactions and even new call, they were never really designed for the end user to put in themselves. So they always, you know, in the portal or in CSM were like still filtered to choose Hey, is this an incident? Is this a request? And yeah. I'm not, I'm talking even pre when pre you know, scoped HR before all that stuff came out and even yeah. kind of complicated it more. So. Yeah. I remember customers trying to say, Hey, can we put training videos to educate our end users? What a request is and what an incident. I said, no, 
please, we they we they don't care. We don't need them to know. We need to know, all right? Fulfillers need to know this, not our end users, right? We want them to go to Google and say, "This is what I need," you know, not "I am currently filling out an incident." I'm calling. They don't care, you know, and we don't want them to care, you know. So, yeah, I'm excited to to take a look at this and and I just love the fact that it, it's it's going to be one number call it a ticket number call it whatever we want to call it one number for the end user you know to, regardless of what which request we're talking about so it's uh it's exciting or task type i should say yeah i'm gonna go ahead and share my screen awesome so i'm just in the platform view right now but this stuff is also available in the workspace view i just wanted to let everyone know that it is there and it's you know it's been configured if you are an agent workspace let me go ahead and zoom in a little bit so it's just not so small. Okay, cool. So I'm on a universal request record. I'm gonna go ahead and start opening this up for someone. I'll open it up for Aileen and she is calling in or she's contacting about she needs a new computer or you know her computer isn't working. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and submit this. I mean, the form's pretty pretty standard, you know, the, the layout is like most forms in service now. Um, you know, one thing I did want to point out is this primary ticket number, and I'll get into that in just a second. But I'm going to go ahead and create an incident from this. Um, you can see I have create incident and create HR case. So I did want to point out with universal requests, there is a universal request plugin, but in order to create different record types or associate different record types, they have their own respective plugins. Mm -hmm. Right now, all I could find were HR case plugins and incident plugins. So I don't know if there's more to come for CSM or things like request management, but kind of just to, to make everyone aware, those are the ones out there right now as of the callback release. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and create an incident from this. And, and you can see, you know, on my incident form and it has associated my universal request number here. Um, so I'll just go ahead and, and save this. So Ashley, when you close this incident, is it going to close the universal request and vice versa? Or is it, does it only work one way? Does somebody have to close the incident to, to, to basically close the universal request? So, since you can add different different record types onto a universal request, when I close the incident, it's not going to close that universal request out because I can still create an HR case. Let's say now I need something else. Yeah. So, you know, that the incident or the primary ticket associated to the universal request doesn't kind of it doesn't control the state. It will send the states back and forth between the two. So yeah. Let's go ahead and so let me make sure that State in progress. Go ahead. And obviously, we can configure it to do whatever we want, right? This is service yeah. now. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. The gift and the curse, right? This is we can make it do whatever we want. But I, I'm curious what service now is thinking out of the box. Yeah, and something else that I see that that is kind of nice too, from you know someone who's working on this is right at the top. You have that info message, the primary yeah. ticket. You know, something that I remember. You know, when you're tying together cases, typically you'd have to open up a new section of the form and try and find it but just having it right at the top i think it makes makes it really easily yeah. uh, easy to find it and also let's say you have an incident and an hr case as well 
you know, just an easy way to see where this all ties back to in that if there's other relationships between multiple records. Um, so think, think, you know, from that perspective, they did a really nice job. Yeah, for sure. One thing I did want to point out, and let me go ahead and impersonate Aileen here since it's for her. And we're going to get to the service portal real quick. Okay. So underneath requests here, and guys, this is my PDI, so things will happen. What are you doing? The playground. <laughs> I have been playing in it. Um, but you can see, yeah. <laughs> you can see that here's my universal request. Um, so you don't really see that incident for her because she doesn't need to know that it was out there. So the my request widget in um, in the portal automatically configures this. This is out of the box. That's great. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. And I read in your post it also suppresses the notifications. So so the user is not going to get double emails from the universal request as well as the incident. Yeah, and the other thing too about that that new widget on the portal, which is nice, is if a customer is using HR and they're using ITSM and CSM, right? When you click that my request, you're gonna you used to get multiple different drop downs to view all the different types. But if you just have it all in one now, you it's it's just eliminating clicks. So I think from that that perspective, it's definitely a lot easier to use. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree. It's definitely just a lot cleaner to the end user. They have their one request number. Um, actually, here are the comments that I put in. And since I'm you know impersonating system administrator. I can see work notes, but usually the customer would just see the comments. This is actually the comment I put in from the incident. So yeah. it did float up into this widget. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, and you can put attachments here too. So it's just so, you know, like a one-stop shop to really just follow along with this one number. Yeah, so it looks like it actually got both your, your comment from the incident as well as your comment from the universal request. So can I be Debbie Downer? Sure. Can I talk a little bit about the cons here? So a little bit of the, uh, again, this is a new process we're, we're introducing, right? So it, it's especially existing customers who are, are already have configurations and customizations and automations and incident, that's not going to carry over to, to universal requests, right? So if they're used to auto-populating, I did see the knowledge search, which I was happy to see that it's going to search knowledge articles as you're typing in the short description. But if there's any type of, you know, VIP flag automation or state changes, we love our customers who love playing with the states. You know, that's not going to carry over. And it is, again, it's an implementation of another product of ServiceNow. So it's a requirement gathering. It's a process, right? These, these service desk analysts or customer service analysts or HR analysts, they're going to have to make sure they have a process for creating these universal requests and then flowing them into these other tables. And then also making sure we circle back and not only close the incident, but close the universal request, right? I could see a lot of customers saying, hey, when we close the incident, if there's nothing else, we want to automatically close. So there's definitely some, some process maturity that's going to be needed here for customers. I think if you can get that down, right? A lot of the customers we work with, you guys know, is are very, you know, immature on the on the process 
uh, scale, right? So we're just trying to get them used to, okay, let's separate out of everything being one ticket. You know, this is an incident, this request, just, 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 you know, explaining and having them comprehend that and then developing a new process. So I could definitely see some challenges there. I don't know. What do, what do you guys think about that? Am I being too negative? <laughs> no. So, you know, when I pulled this up, I was like, oh, neat. You can start linking tickets together. Like how, and that, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad they finally put this out. But as I dug into it, there are so many different modules that have to be configured. It's not, I know it, it seems easy when we're showing forms and we're showing the portal, but there's so much that has to actually go into configuration for incident and HR that it is a little implementation project in itself and you do have to have your processes set up to get it working correctly it's not as easy as kind of linking some tables together like ServiceNow has put in a lot of background scripts for this and you know they're getting more data driven so they expect you to configure it the data in the modules and their background scripts and stuff or their scripting clues will take care of the rest so there is there is quite a bit of configuration actually to this yeah. Right. I mean, I think, you know, ultimately, though, it's all about the customer experience, right? And as we've seen with, with other applications in ServiceNow, typically, you know, when they start going down this road, they start incrementally making it better release after release, right? And I think it's better to kind of get on that now and get the value of it. And as they keep adding features, be able to adopt those new features, right? So I definitely think really from a, a customer perspective, ultimately, you know, that that's what it comes down to. And I, I absolutely think it's worth making the investment in something like this uh, just to give you your customers the best experience possible. That's great. Yeah. And, and I think this, you know, this shines a, another light and yet another reason why you really need experts in your ServiceNow environment. This is not just something you can loosely roll out, especially for an existing customer. And, you know, that, that's one of the, again, I, I said it, I think I said it earlier, like a gift and a curse of ServiceNow where, you know, the more features we add, the more, and, I, and ServiceNow does a great job of thinking about the big picture, right? It's, this is not, we're not just because we're talking about uh, this one feature, this one application in ServiceNow, we have to think about all the other, you know, processes and applications that surround it in, in the different scripts and codes that, rely on each other and if you modify this and you're not following best practice here you're going to break you know 20 20 different things so really i i think just just this is another reason why hey this is a great feature if it's implemented correctly and if the correct process surrounds it right you could take i say it all the time you could take a, a cadillac a beautiful car and you can slash the tires smash the windows and the perception, unfortunately, is this platform is not great. This is this is has bugs everywhere. Well, mistakes were made during the implementation. Best practices were not followed. Things were not thought of in a bigger picture. It was siloed, right? So, you know, I think it just shows another way of having a great partner, having having the right expertise on your side to making sure the bigger picture is thought of and best practices are followed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, you know, you think about the, the process behind this type of stuff and, you know, you have the new call transitioning into the incident or these other records. And, and like you're saying, Mike, I mean, there's a ton of process involved behind that. Um, people who are working these get very used to this process, right? And it not only takes kind of re-engineering some of that business process, but also to what you're saying, Ashley, is there's a, there's a technical component of it as well. 
um, that's going to require that some of these things um, be changed. And, and absolutely, I think having the right partner is, is super key in being successful. Mm-hmm. That's great. Anything else to add? I, I think this is a great uh, little episode one of Glide yeah. Chat. I'm, I'm really excited. But I don't know if you guys have any any words to leave us with. I'm just really excited about like the Quebec release. I know we have so much material to go over in these. They've packed a lot of stuff into this release, and it's really exciting. That's awesome. No, definitely agree. Super excited about the Quebec release. And I know we have tons more to talk about, so hoping to come back to uh, come back soon and have another chat. And if you are a customer out there and you need some help with your ServiceNow environment, maybe getting a demo of Universal Request or some advice, you can reach out to us at info at gladfast.com. Go to our website, gladfast.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Do you have a topic in mind that you'd like to discuss? Reach out to us at glidefast.com and subscribe to our podcast for new episodes. Thanks for listening.